Welcome to Hallmark Up with Mary and Sarah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hallmark Up. This is episode eight, and this week Mary is off again, which is fine, but we have a few guests, and one would be my brother, Johnny. Say hello, Johnny. Hello, Johnny. And his lovely wife, Chris. Hello. They are over in Minneapolis, where we all grew up, and we watched this week a movie that I still think is the best title this year, or the worst, depending on how you look at it. Christmas Comes Twice. And of course, not to be confused with Christmas Jones, as Missy pointed out to us last <laughs> week. But you know, who knows where the rewrite will take us. So this movie stars Tamara, whatever her last name is. She was famous before she was married, of course, as a child star from the 90s, which doesn't really sway too far from the norm. Yeah. Tamara Maori Housley. Oh, Maori Housley. That's right. So she's married now. And also the lovely guy, George, is uh, Michael Xavier. He's in, he's, I didn't recognize him, but you know, that's all right. We, we sometimes have them. Oh, he's Canadian. And it does not appear like he has been in many of the Hallmark movies. This could be his Hallmark debut. So, we don't recognize many of the people except for her mother. Deborah Finkel, right? Yep. Yeah, she just looked familiar, but I think she looked more like Joanna Gleason and other like moms that have played moms, but she's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, and as I said, she, she has good mom energy. She has good mom energy. Yeah, she did. Oh, and we need to add that her parents were an interracial couple. That's oh, yes. right. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very good thing to point out. So I'm going to have you guys kick us off and sort of recap what happened when Christmas came twice this year. I will warn you, as anyone who would have seen the the movie already, at one point in the notes, I actually wrote down the basic details (laughs) of the premise are impossible to keep straight. So we'll do our very, very best. Okay. It's all right. Uh, I I have notes too. So, you know, if we get off course, we can... yeah. Easily bring it back on, hopefully. Okay, you start. I will. I think I will take lead. it over. Yeah, I have take it over. opinions mm-hmm. about this yep. film. Mm-hmm. So we open in a big fancy fundraising party, mm. where Chris immediately <laughs> noticed no one was wearing name tags. Yeah, that would never happen, and it was really annoying. But yeah, there they are at a fundraising party. Nobody's wearing name tags. Raising funds for question mark because right. after being introduced to. Some nerd who will apparently come up later, and a senator, she has to a leave. A senator with no name tag. <laughs> she has to leave to go reject grants, and she's like, I'm getting on a bus. Which and also... And she's, she's super busy. She's obviously right, yeah. she's she's very, very busy, busy here. She has curly hair. She's the main character of a Hallmark movie. She's the deputy director of this place who is leaving a fundraising meeting where no one had, leaving a fundraising party where nobody has name tags, which why is she allowed to leave? Right. Is another thing. I also have, it was an important detail from this party. A little girl says, you're an astronomer. You know how kids are always asking you if you're an astronomer. I'm at this party without a name tag. Well, she says, pregnant, and, and the, pregnant uh, I used to be. <gasps> Until I became... Well, the, the, party, the party appears to have nothing to do with science nor astronomy. So how the child figured that out, I was right. not really sure about that. Right. Yeah. 
I also spent probably the first third of this movie thinking that she worked at a museum. Seemed like, like I thought that too. I I couldn't. I, in fact, the, I only picked up what she did because she mentioned it in the movie when I watched it again the second time. Because yeah. <laughs> you were, and it was like it was like a third of the way into the movie. She's like, you, she you tells George, "Oh, I, I run. I'm a deputy director of the National Foundation for Science." And you're like, I don't think you would be. I, in Willoughby for Christmas if that was your real job but whatever anyway we're getting oh, distracted right, right. I'm never going to mention it again yeah <laughs> correct so she goes home she takes a bus, takes bus so that she can have the time on the bus to, to reject, reject Grant Grant's. yep her she sister drives picks her up. past her old house her sister picks her up in a food truck for her restaurant that she's immediately telling her to shut up about right and it's a dumb it's like a dumb weird van anyway just all the way around. Mm -hmm. But she picks her up in the van and they go past their old house. And at the same time, they're having the conversation about like, okay, so like what's going on in your life? Oh, I want to start my own catering business. Super stupid idea. There's our old house. <laughs> like so much has happened. Okay. Uh, and, then, and of course, I can't believe they sold our house. This sucks. I hate coming to this town with them when my house is on that street and some other weirdos live in there. And now we have to go to that dumb town home. I hate mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. All, like look that's at, what look at how is. things have all changed since five years ago, which why are we talking about five years ago all the time? Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, it's Christmas. Yeah. So they go to this stupid, lousy townhouse that everybody hates, which is decked to the halls with christmas shit there are we noticed immediately there are at, in at least one shot there are no fewer than three christmas trees which i was like hey that's like our mom she did note that her dad was super into decorating then they go to the annual the christmas stupid. carnival yes which was nobody on any of the rides no nope. <laughs> and at one point they like show a close-up of the ferris wheel and there's this sad oh little Teddy bear by itself, just going. going on I around. noticed that the there was no bird. child. There was just a teddy bear on the Ferris wheel, but it was like volleyball, but worse. Yeah, yeah. That was some haunted shit. That was like some. What's the Stephen talk Christmas about Scooby Doo? Like, Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Yeah, it was like just a haunted bear all by itself. Okay, so anyway. some real juxtaposition of the familiar and the horrific. So. Then she gets crashed into by a Christmas tree. And who is it but her old rival, George? They were always... Rivals. Butting heads. Of. And she hates him so immediately <laughs> and so constantly <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, completely. She's so mean of to him course. at every point that she sees him. And I'm like, maybe he deserves it, but let's get into it. Let's well, find out what we'll the deal is. we'll find out what, she, what he did to her. And no, it's just, she's just do. mean. Uh, well, and, and you think that maybe he was more successful than her or something, but none of that comes to fruition. So, of course, I, I'm not really quite sure why she has to hate him so much. Like, but just, he just represents the life that she didn't take, which you think like, OK, well, I guess she's like every time she looks at him, it's like there went my dream of everything. But, but they didn't do that either. They didn't do that. <laughs> just, well, she no, needs to hate this guy. It was it all felt very much like. They were sort of working from a paint by numbers. So they were like, oh, well, she hates her job. We don't have to explain why she hates her job. It's a job. Because her job seems great, actually, and she's good at it. But she's like, 
gotta be unhappy so she's unhappy okay she's unhappy and then there's this guy and they butt heads why do they butt heads because they're supposed to it's a hallmark movie so they're gonna... in the script <laughs> yeah oh then fine perfect <laughs> yeah. So then she goes to a mystical carousel, but that carousel's been closed for 40 years. Right. She goes around <laughs> it, I think, precisely once. One time, right. yes. And one it's time. weird because it's, it's really pretty and glittery, but it's also completely on the other side of a hedge yep. and obviously haunted. Yep. And she's like, mm, great. <laughs> And she's, she's, not, she's not creeped out at all that it starts by itself and the music starts playing and no one is there. No. <laughs> she actually seems psyched about it. Yeah. Like, it starts to move and she's like, oh, a carousel. I'm finally alone. <laughs> Christmas magic. George. Yeah. Finally, I'm free of George. So, so she goes around one time. Yeah. She goes around one time and she goes back and then she starts to notice embarrassingly long list of things that show her that something isn't quite right. But she's gonna be like, well, wait, what? Like, what? first of all, her sister's totally wearing a different colored coat uh-huh. and a whole outfit. And I can't remember, people say stuff to her, and she's like, what? And then she says stuff to people. The guy who is the mayor says he's just running for city council, and she's like, but that's not... And then she sees a sign that says, Happy New Year's 2015. She's like, the sign is wrong. And then she sees someone who had been dead and is alive right? now, and she's like, why are you... And we, we were like, you know what I wish would happen right now is she just like stopped and kind of looked around and went, ugh. ugh. Did I time travel? <laughs> well, I think the, the best thing that happens at, at, at all of these notifications that it's 2015 is she decides to, like, confide in George that maybe this is what's happened to her. And she kind of, like, takes him around the back or something. And yeah. she's like, I got to tell you the secret. And I think I've traveled in time and blah, blah, blah. And I went on the carousel. And he's like, what carousel? That carousel hasn't been there for 40 years. And she's like, you know, the one with the magical lights and horses on it. And, and George says, you mean like every carousel? But also, the other thing that happens that I thought was funny was after saying, I think I've traveled through time, she goes to the wrong house. She goes oh, to yes. the house where her parents live yeah. in 2020 and is still like, what? Why don't my parents live here? I know. <laughs> Just How like, is this not, this is not adding up. For real, if I time traveled, I would figure it out fucking fast. Right. And I'd be like, I got this. Pretty sure I know my phone number from where I grew up. I need a plan. I need a plan. I also wrote down that the guy who's living in the house that her parents eventually moved to is way hotter. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Totally. I was like, uh, oh, she could end up with that guy. It's Maybe good. I do hate George. <laughs> Why not? I also wondered immediately what's going on with her phone. You you asked oh, this. Right. You were like, what could be happening with her phone yeah. five years in the past? Or does she just still have the same five-year-old phone that she's never changed a phone number in it? Right. This was also the point when it started to go to a commercial when we started to notice that all of the commercials are for husband gifts. <laughs> yeah. I think every single commercial break had a embarrassingly high-budget commercial for weather tech. You know what'll really make my year? Get me some floor guards and a and a cup holder that put I can put my phone in. Oh Ooh, yeah, I'm your husband. So okay. she's still being surprised for a really long time that what she thinks has happened has indeed happened. We, this is when I finally figured out that she works That's for something called the Federal Science Association. <laughs> 
But what she decides for herself that now she's like worked this out is that she has three things she wants to achieve. She wants to not take a job that she absolutely hates. She wants to tell her sister to get on right career path. Mm-hmm. And then she decides she wants to spend more time with that dead teacher. <laughs> but first, she decides, I'm going to fix extremely minor problems exclusively in and around my hometown. Because she's walking around. Once she finally figures it out, one of the first things she does is tell her neighbor to clean his gutter. Right. <laughs> it's going to be a wet spread. Oh, hey, you probably want to clean those gutters. Just doing my job. I hey. time traveled, so... You could probably because I, re- I remember five years ago my neighbor's gutters overflowed and it was such a problem for the entire neighborhood. <laughs> oh my god! We talked about it for five years. Well, I the thing with you could be mayor is also from Back to the Future. Yeah. So, well, and don't uh, forget that the mayor was the guy that she messed up on a date with because he had some allergic reaction to nuts on the date and she didn't get to right? come out. With- we'll get back to hey, good looking. Exactly. We'll get back to pick up that story beat later. Yeah. She's walking around in a very brightly colored double-breasted coat, which... I said they weren't in five years ago. There's no way the double-breasted coats were in five years ago. For sure two years ago, but no. So, so then now she's walking around with George, and they sort of make this decision, and she says, now we have to work together. And I wrote, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, she does make it very clear she's not sharing her secret time travel secret with anyone else but George. Anyone right. except for the man who she hates more than anyone else alive. <laughs> they they seem to have forgotten that part right now. Yeah, so she's now trying to, trying at all costs to avoid having the meeting with this Dr. Phillips that will inexorably lead to her getting this job. Because in 2015, they passed, that's when they passed the law that says you must take any job that someone even talks to you about, and you can't say no to them. Like, right. she's so desperate to avoid this guy, completely ignoring the fact that if you don't want a job, you can just say, I'm not going to take that job. Right. <laughs> then she also, this is when she started to make a bunch of claims about, my life is far from perfect. Is it though? She just rejects even, grants all day. What's her problem? But even in 2015, at the place she's at, she had just gotten her master's. She's doing great. And she's having all these conversations now with her sister about being like, she says to someone, well, I've been inspiring my sister with career ideas. Right. And all she's been doing is saying, you know that thing you want to do? It's, so dumb. It's stupid. It's so stupid. And you'll fail. But I, th- So I felt like this is where another movie could have happened, too, where it was like, maybe look within and see where your fucking unhappiness comes from. Because <laughs> it's definitely not George. And your life seems okay. So then... The next thing that happens is the the date that she initially had screwed up so badly. She asked, she makes sure to ask him in advance this time. Do you have any allergic allergies aside from the one that I somehow know about? So then they finally go on this date. Oh, don't that Miss Nelson has suggested that George and Cheryl go oh, on the science right. club together because that's she very cute. Hanging out with Miss Nelson yet at this point in the movie? Yes, yes she had, she had, yes. She had gone and. Visited school. She's gone to visit school, and Miss Nelson had, like, all these connections to astronomy jobs that she was willing to talk about, which, wasn't she, like, her middle school teacher? Yes. So why She was a junior high teacher. You know how junior high teachers are always super connected with the actual astronomy community? 
Yeah, so she's doing that, and then then she finds out that George has been teaching youngsters, and he's apparently quite good at it. Is this when they get sort of thrown together? And you know what? I've just decided you're also going to be teaching this class. She goes to see the teacher, and then the teacher's like, let's go look at this class that oh, George is right. magically teaching. And then they get in, like, what the what Miss Miss Nelson refers to as the scientific term for friction. And then she's like, you guys should do the science club together. And all the students look like they're about 20, but they're supposed <laughs> to be 10. Yeah, yeah so, so by this time, and definitely by the date <laughs> with Terrence, the soon-to-be mayor, she is well and truly... Still hating George at Science Club. She fails miserably one day by over talking way over the heads of the children. Right. In terms of Newton's theory and all of this kind of thing. And all that George made them was like candy crystals. Yeah. He's like, who? And then he had Science the tray project. where he was like, everybody, red and green, just so you can have the one that I already made for you. And they're like, no way. Pass it around. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Science. That's right. Yeah, so so he's essentially trying to do like Christmas science, and she's like, well, "What about Newton's theory of relativity?" So she's on the date with the future mayor, and she's saying with all of her knowledge about how it went wrong, you know, and talking about there's no peanuts here, there's no nothing here. But like, I kind of, I don't even did the did the date just end? Because then suddenly I was she's on the street with George. No, so here's what happened with the date, and. I can't imagine how she would have in the first place thought this date would have been good at any point in her life. Because what what happened was she decided not to go ice skating. She decided not to wear the scarf. She decided not to have any peanuts. And instead they started talking and all he would talk about was networking and campaigning and himself. Like that was his deal. And like he actually stood up and walked away because he saw somebody from the local paper. He got distracted and and ran. Yeah. And he needed to to say hello. So the mayor is an asshole. So essentially she realizes that even though the guy she hates is not an asshole. Right. Yeah. So so he's like. He goes away. So he goes away and she just stands up and like the the waiter's like, do you want to order anything? She's like, you know what? I'm done. Then she leaves. And then, considering how much she seems to hate George, she sure does hang out with him constantly. A lot. So then they're walking around and they're talking about how the date went bad and blah, 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 and kind of making their plans and trying not to, trying to figure out how to do stuff with Science Club. Then, I think they just run into the sister, or maybe it's the next day, but yeah. the sister, the, her sister, Trish, just drives that van like the that's her car the i bought a, the my restaurant van she just always has a restaurant right. van Which even I though she works at a bakery but cheryl has been telling trish that she shouldn't open a, her dream restaurant oh, and she should become a real estate it. agent instead she Firing should her. take into consideration something her friends do or something like that like real estate or insurance this is also the part where i sort of recognized it seems like everyone from her high school stayed in town except her because they're all there her family her sister this teacher this george the mayor everyone who was in this town is in this town except for cheryl she is mrs nelson's brightest star after all though so maybe that's why she has said by this point that the interview with dr phillips is tomorrow and she doesn't want to get the job probably she's gonna try and get out of there so then, but then finally they get to the point, oh, they go shopping. 
for the Christmas gift and George for Miss Nelson. And right. this is George and her. And they say that they sh- that George tells her she, she might not be able to fight fate, even though she doesn't want that job. And she doesn't quite understand what he means by that. So then while they're out in this beautiful sunny day, she's like, there's going to be an unforgettable snowstorm tonight. Right. Hopefully you have weather tech for your car. And he's like, uh, no, it's so stunning. I don't know what you're talking about. And then, then it's, he's like, whoa, this just in on my phone. Yeah, There's going to be a snowstorm tonight. And, how, and now he suddenly believes her that she's come from the future. You know how you get news alerts on your phone when it starts to snow? Yep, just a tiny <laughs> oh, little. Oh, yeah. Like, and it, it was so, yep. it was very, very accurate for t- t- five years ago how close the snow came on the back of that notification that right. he got. So. Actually, the next thing they do is they have a very successful science club together. And right. suddenly she, she's like, I know, I want to, she doesn't say it, but she's like, I finally know what I want. And then they go over to see Miss Nelson and they decorate her tree and she gives them the gift. And Miss Nelson gives her like an ornament or something. And mm-hmm. she, lo- everybody loves their gifts. And George is off in the kitchen. End scene. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You know how you're always doing Christmas chores for your high school teachers? Christmas chores. <laughs> That's right. Christmas chores to do. Well, but then they... I, I think Miss Nelson even says, I'm just so glad. All I have to do is sit here and it's yep. two days before Christmas or whatever and I don't have to decorate my tree because Which I didn't do that. Because I tricked you like, idiots into doing right. this. But, okay, well... No, she wasn't. She was just a totally healthy, fine lady that they were like, hi, we're here to, to put decorate up all... your tree. And so then it was that night leaving there when they're like having their we're going to fall in love later conversation and they're leaning in slowly to kiss and then her phone beeps and then they're like, oh, we shouldn't do it. Oh, your phone. It might see. Well, and amazingly, the sound the, no- the, the phone made was like the dong dong from Law and Order. I was like, what is that about? So then she finally has the meeting with, was it Dr. Phillips? Yes, Dr. Phillips. Putting off and running away from. And he's like doggedly pursuing her because he loves the breadth of knowledge that she has. Which she's like, I don't have it. I hate it. And so he's like literally bending over backwards and getting other people on board and getting her more money and the ability to work on her own stuff if she wants. And it sounds like an absolute dream. And then she's like, no, 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 it's stupid. And then he explains what her job actually is. And it does sound amazing. The thing that actually finally changes her mind is that you will help decide and create the sort of next generation of science. Very important things will happen if you do this and they won't happen if you don't. If you don't, that's right. So then she realizes that things will things will be missed out upon if she doesn't actually take that job for the world. So then she's like makes her decision and decides to take the job. And I think it was George asks, so you're going to D.C.? And she goes, I can't tell you why, but I have to. Why can't you tell him why? He totally knows that you time traveled. You could just be like, I figured some shit out. That's right. (laughs) I, maybe she doesn't want to reveal her secrets that she's going to discover in the next five years. So then right, George right. like steals them and gets credit. <laughs> and then she, you know, makes makes all of her. And now that she's sort of a, a new woman and has can step into the future fully actualized, she pulls her sister aside and says, "I'm sorry 
For what? For trying to change you. We really, really hoped and knew it wouldn't happen that she would go, I'm sorry. For what? For being a bitch. Right. So one last thing about the sister Trish, because they... They go to brunch and they didn't eat. They totally skipped brunch. She picked her up from work to say, okay, it's time to go to brunch. And then they're drinking coffee. And the, and Trish goes, that was a great brunch. I know. And I was like, you didn't eat brunch. Like, yeah. Okay. And, the, and then she's like, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> and she just leaves Trish there with her coffee all by herself. Then Trish said something really cheesy, like, ho, ho, ho. So they're having their moment where they're together and I'm apologizing she's apologizing for trying to change her sister and she says once again God knows my life isn't perfect without evidence and that's when I put together that where she's at in 2015 she's just come back home from getting her masters to speak with and now she's talking to her sister who works at a bakery if I were Trish working at that bakery, talking to my master's degree, having older sister, I would be so annoyed all the time. <laughs> oh, your life's not perfect. Oh. Yes, no, I agree. Like her, her sister is just like so unhappy with her crazy degree and blah, blah, blah. It's nuts. So then someone tells her, and I think maybe her sister or maybe someone else, maybe the teacher tells her that George, the last time they spotted George was like back at the Christmas fair or for carnival. Now, I can't tell. Was this all in one night that like George, she went on the date, she went back and saw George and she went to the sister then she went to see the teacher then she went back to the car. Like, I don't think it, it was. Like I think it, it was a yeah. couple days. It felt like one night, one yeah. endless, really long night. But yeah. Like, yeah, the whole last act was just like this. And then all of this, yeah. They just kept stumbling. Jumping in a bed and stumbling to get you. Go so, to the carnival to meet up with George now. <laughs> that's okay. right. That's right. So then so she we, goes back to the carnival and she, they, I don't know. Oh, they, at one point they took the kids to the carnival too. I forgot about that. But whatever. I forgot about that. They did. Yeah. They, took all yeah, the- they, they took the students to be like centrifugal force at the carnival. Yay. Tell me, go find all the different kinds of energy you can find. Go find a circle. Do science. And they're like, yay. Yay, we'd love to. And, and then they're, they're like, like there's 40. snow here. Yay. I don't know. It was just really kind of dumb. But anyway, so right. they they eventually find the carousel. And, and I think at one point, she, she, she gets on the, she's like, George, it's back here. The carousel. Yay. And he, he kind of like dropped something. I feel like, like he had like a hot chocolate in his hand or he's like, she no! dropped her scarf and ran. Oh, right. So that he could Cinderella shoe her with it later. Yeah. And this is where the whole time travel thing. I really mean, got confused. Really fell apart. So she gets on the thing and he's, trying to catch up with her and can't. She gets on the carousel and winds up going around a, a single time again. Yep. And ends with up... With the lights at, and the horses. Like yep. a dummy, by you the know, way. You like, know, a carousel. Like yeah. a carousel. Yeah. I mean, if you know that you're going to peace out probably time travel, why wouldn't you be like, I'll see you in the future? Find or me wouldn't in the- you be like, George, come with me or something? Right, yeah. right. It's awesome. So then she turns back up it, on Christmas in 2020 and George is there and he's like, Hey, and it's like, what do you, what has he been doing now? Just waiting by the carousel for the last five years. Do we get the impression that he that he is aware he met her five years ago and she disappeared? Like sort of like yes. I don't know mm-hmm. that they reconnected. They fell in love five years ago, and then she got on 
a carousel. Magical carousel. And then he didn't see her again for five and years. And he didn't have any other girlfriends. He didn't or call her anything. up. He didn't have a life. He, nope. he just stayed in science club and waited for her to come back again through magical means. That's and all the, all the 20-year-old kids now look like they're 25. Right, yeah. And he's totally the same, but it's been five years. And he's been celibate. And basically just waiting. And then they just all put on their most beautiful sweaters and hang the ornament, which is the gift that she got from the teacher. And then she still has her job in D.C. But then also, this is the, like, the thing I I do love about the Hallmark movie, Lifetime movie endings. Hallmark movie endings, not Lifetime movie endings. That, like, there's just this cascade of wonderful news. That yeah. it's just like, and now... You still have the job, and you make even more money, and you can do it from anywhere, and you get to say yes to all of the grants, and Santa is your dad. It's like that in Greece when Rizzo's like, I'm not pregnant. Like, but what exactly. about, and is, is, the, is the teacher still alive? I didn't, I didn't. I, I think I, she was dead. No, she still died. She still died. She just seemed pointless. Right. Like, oh no, she's still dead, but she died for science. Or... Well, we, we got over it. Yeah. I can do my job from anywhere. <laughs> well, and that, I was going to say, so that is a theme this year that, like, they can still have love and they don't have to change their life. Or, or they'll be like, we're going to make it work however we do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's 2020 and we're all working from home. So you can totally be like, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to have a child here and live in a totally different city. That has been a thing that's been weird to watch, to consume culture in this pandemic of everything you watch people are going into restaurants and into yes, stores yeah. and no one wears a mask and it stresses me out i know but this I was can't do it. i can't it's like, awful with most shows it's just kind of like it's the vague present day maybe it's 2018 you don't know but this was explicitly set in christmas of 2020 and right. there's nothing okay so that, that had a weirdo ending that's a good bingo. Congratulations. This this movie was all over the shop, as we talked about. But let's think about some of our regularly scheduled segments on the show. Yes. And the, the bingo, Hallmark Christmas bingo moment. I mean, there's a million in this, because that's mm-hmm. huge. But I'm going to start by saying, giving Miss Nelson a snow globe as the Christmas gift. And they think it's like the most perfect gift of all time for their favorite science teacher. She only wants a snow globe. She only wants a snow globe. It's like a lava lamp. You've probably never heard of a lava lamp. Yeah. They just decide, oh my God. And even George is like, oh yes, that's perfect. Science. And you're just like, uh, I don't know, maybe she would want, like, a new beaker set or something? I don't know, like, of all the things you could get her, like, a snow globe. A snow globe. Anyway. Plus, you don't want to give her something that, like, she can use for years to come because she's going to die soon. Oh and we all know it. So, like, no puppies. Yeah. Well, I thought she would be like, you should get your heart checked or something, but no. No shit. Like, you probably should get just- that... Mole removed. But it was. Well, they, they, they actually implied very clearly at the beginning that she had a, no one could have known about that heart condition. So I thought this is the foreshadowing to go tell her about the heart condition. Right. But they didn't. Instead, they told the guy to clean his gutters. <laughs> <laughs> what the that was life saving, obviously. Okay. That's true. Okay. What about your bingo moments? For bingo, for Christmas bingo moments, I had parent of who's obsessed with decorating for the holiday. 
Yes, that would definitely be a square. Literally knocked over by a Christmas tree within the first 10 minutes. Yes, that has but happened the, on more than one show this year. <laughs> the one that I always have on the on the Christmas bingo is 90s sitcom star in lead role. Oh, yes. yes. Which yes, is extremely on brand for, for Hallmark movies. Yeah, I I didn't even get any. I mean, I probably came up with some and yeah. I forgot what they were. But yeah, yeah anyway. The, the mob well, being obsessed. Like the snow on command, I thought was another quite good one. That like mm-hmm. they were like, it's gonna snow today. Boom, boom. It's no, snowing it right now. My yeah. phone just told me it is. And there goes one tiny flake of fake <laughs> fucking snow. A fake. Well, what about so this one? Of course, is always a bit trickier. Our hashtag relatable moment because I mean, obviously, I can hardly associate with most of these. What did you guys come up with for anything relatable at all? Like real relatable or fake relatable? Um, we prefer it to be semi-real relatable, but it's sometimes well, hard. Criticizing your sister was super yes. relatable for me. Yes. <laughs> like, that, just being like, you're doing it wrong. That mm, part specifically edged into a very real human darkness. Yes. That I did find very compelling. And this. for me, it was like very painful because I'm like, that's me. Yes. I wouldn't do it like that. I really, no, you probably don't want to do it like I'm that. I'm starting a business. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Mm, good effort. Yeah. I'm just looking out for you. Because I'm but, a master. But not really because I'm way better than you to begin with that I'm just probably right. a little bit more. Right. that was very hashtag relatable mm-hmm. all right I okay like kind of hating the guy was relatable for me where you're just like fucking guy and then people are like why do you hate him so much and you just I don't know and my don't science know. fair nemesis yes exactly <laughs> what about you well I had a couple actually so the first one I would say and this is a complaint of many many movies and episodes on this show where I actually think they got it right she actually appeared to be dressed like it was actually cold outside, which yes. they yes. yeah. That. So and she had a hat and gloves on, and her coat was kind of buttoned up, and she was wearing a scarf. They usually are like in a dress, and their coat's not even buttoned up, and they're like, "It's snowing outside, and I'm yeah. totally fine." There is one other relatable thing that I want to talk about because this is like very traumatic for me, wow. and I can relate to this. So. I actually can relate to the fact that she had a nemesis from the science fair because I did too when I was in seventh grade. I had done a science fair project that was the effects of various vegetable dyes on different kinds of fabric. And my and I found it in a book and I remember mom telling me she thought it was a very good topic and I did it and I won first place. Well, I co-won first place, shall we say. Which should not be allowed to begin with, but anyways, it was allowed. That's why we have places. Yes, and and yeah, you it's you either first or second or third or you lost. Like those are the choices. <laughs> but, but anyway, so the other girl who won, who I won't say her name, um, to protect her innocence or not guiltiness, shall we say, she did a science fair project about the effects of people chewing bubble gum. Oh my god. <laughs> And that was not scientific. It was totally stupid. And I remember that the enrichment woman who, like, did the, you know, classes for the gifted kids came up to my science fair project that already had a blue ribbon on it, I should add. And she was a judge, I believe. And she picked up my report and she thumbed through it and she said, this is nowhere near as good as that bubblegum one. Total lie. That's a total lie. Yeah. 
And so if I went back in time, I have to say, and saw that nemesis, I'd be like, look, bitch, your gum sucks. And uh, <laughs> I'd probably like light it on fire before we started. The your gum trip. sucks. <laughs> so that's my relatable thing. So let's think about now. Obviously, this is the point of the show where we try to go back in time and figure out what they really got wrong and how we could do it better. Now, obviously, sometimes this is to correct it, to make it a more realistic show. Sometimes it's to make it a bit more hilarious or whatever. But this time, if we were to go back in time and do this one again, now, we obviously didn't like this one very much, but where would we go back and where would we start? Oh, Sarah, I have got such opinions. I would go back to the very beginning. I was thinking about this throughout, and I am in serious danger of actually writing this screenplay. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Tell us about it. That's what the show is all about. So, the I, I started with the idea that she seemed to hate George for no reason, but then that they had there was one throwaway line that I think he said that we always did bring out the best in each other, that they always pushed each other oh, right, right, to right. be better. So I'm building mine. I'm building the entire movie around that. So we open and we, she has the job that she has and we make sure to clearly establish immediately what the job is. Right. Cause we don't know until halfway through. Right. The movie. And what I want her job to, to be is probably something corporate, definitely something that like, comes very easily to her. She's not, you know, she's working well below her capacity. She's probably making more money than she reasonably deserves, but she's just, everything kind of goes great and kind of falls into her lap and it's just fine. And she loves her simple, unchallenging life. She goes home to for the first time in five years because she hasn't been home because she just doesn't, it's too much work to go home. Mm-hmm. And she reminisces about this science teacher who she really loved, who sort of pushed her to do something, but then she decided to do this other other thing instead. We we meet her parents who are obsessed with we meet her parents who are absolutely obsessed with Christmas, and we meet her little sister whose restaurant, which I think had been successful, has maybe fallen into something of a slump. Right. So so, she, some proof that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, some proof that like her sister, who's been working very hard to get this restaurant off the ground and make it something and keep it something, has hit something of a rough patch. And she's like, why don't you do what I did and just give up the thing that's hard and do something that's really easy? Because this thing I do is really easy and you can all just do it. And then she goes to the carnival, meets George, who she does hate because... George is what we all kind of believed he was in the movie. He's this representation of the the road not taken, that he was like her rival in science school, the one guy who she could never just let get away with something, that she would always rise to meet his challenges. I think there's a sort of sublimated or unrecognized resentment of the fact that he works hard for its own reward and she doesn't then she winds up back in time it's five years ago on the day that she had her fateful interview with the person who's going to give her the job where everything is just fine dr phillips (laughs) 
and kind of looks like Fauci. Kind of looks <laughs> kind of like looks like Steve Zahn in an icky way. Like yeah. a what did you call him? Dollar Store Mikhail Baryshnikov. Yeah, yeah, that is. Instead, once she figures out, which I want her to figure out much more quickly. <laughs> oh crap! I've gone back in time. Instead of being like, now I can do things differently, she's like, I have to make sure that everything happens exactly as it did on that day five years ago because I can't risk my perfect life being messed up. And so she needs to do everything that she did. She needs to make sure that this crappy date continues to go crappy. She needs to make sure that this meeting that she has with this guy still goes really well. But that science teacher who she remembers and who she was regretting having been dead in 2020 is alive and she loves that science teacher so the one thing that she is willing to do differently is to spend more time with the science teacher but spending time with the science teacher means spending time with george so so is this a bit are we going to see a bit of like butterfly effect here because she chooses to spend more time with the science teacher or is she going to tell the science teacher to like get her heart checked or whatever and then do things go bad or how does it how does this progress i think it's i think it's obscene that she didn't tell the science teacher you should talk to your doctor about getting your heart checked she should have been talking to her doctor about her heart because african-american women above a certain age are at astronomically increased risk of heart disease that's just a psa that i know from one of my clients from work (laughs) i thought that was really on hallmark of them to decide that the, the teacher should still die. I know, like, so. no, she's still dead. It's fine. Just keep going. This amazing love story between these two pretty boring people. The but, best part of them was the teacher. And now, but, but again, thank goodness, though, that we saved that gutter from overflowing. In this I group. can't <laughs> stop thinking about what might have happened with this gutter. But now there's this horrible selfish tension of Cheryl's trying to make sure that her perfect life stays perfect. And part of that requires that this science teacher die. Her name was Cheryl? Yes. Okay. So she's trying to make sure that everything happens the way that it did, because in 2020, it's all going to pay off with this cherry gig that she's got. But what happens between 2015 and 2020 is this person she loves is going to die. And like, oh, but if I change it, then I don't get my cool job. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. That's dark. That's why you, the audience, are like, no, you have to save this. And then eventually she does. But in the meantime, we still get the horrible date that, like, she would probably decide to stop the allergic reaction because that's just really mean if I know this thing is going to happen. And then still realize, oh, but that guy sucks. That's right. I, I feel like the sister should become a real estate agent. Yes, she would still definitely be like, but if I can plant the idea in your head to have something to fall back on i still want you to go for your restaurant but just be prepared for it to fail then you get that like that moment of like a horrible cringe where you know that the character thinks she is actually doing something good but the the sister would only be hearing the i think your restaurant's going the neg yeah it's like, oh, but I want to warn you that 2020 is going to be bad for you. But if I do that, then I'll change the future. And I don't want to do that. But all I'm going to do instead is just to come off like I'm a horrible sister, which, of course, I am. So is she going to be like, maybe just look at that real estate exam or something? Like, just something. I don't know. Well, but I see what I, you mean. You're right. She can't change it. But I, she's going to be like, I, I had a dream last night that you were once a real estate agent. <laughs> and see. 
Well, I think in this version, I think in 2015, she would be like getting, that would be when she was like getting the restaurant off the ground. Right. And the one sister's coming home, getting, having just got her master's, the other city, the other sister is getting the capital together and actually launching the restaurant in the first place. And it's like, where the first time around in 2015, the sister Cheryl was super supportive of Trish and being like, this is going to be awesome. But now having seen the future, Cheryl is all of a sudden like, oh, but what if it fails? I totally got it. I got it. Okay, so what's okay. going to happen? Because she she still wants to save her sister. Hopefully we can figure out a way to save the teacher. And you're, you're right. Maybe she's trying to do all of her life correct in the same way so she gets the same job. But maybe she still wants to impact these other people's lives. So what they're going to do is they're going to open up like a... What's that science chef guy? Bill Nye? Or no. Uh, science chef? Wait. The one that like does... Alton Brown? Yes, Alton okay. Brown. So they're going to team up with George to have an Alton Brown science style restaurant. Ooh. Where, where they like make oh, crystals, nice crystal desserts. Yes. From science. Yes. And it's going to be the only kind of restaurant in that town like that. And it's going to become crazy popular. And all the students can get jobs there. That's right. Oh, yeah, because it's a funnel. Cause, yeah. yeah, because they'll be It's 20. become a STEM right. restaurant. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's a great idea. I love it. So I, ha- I also had a... I'm going real dark with this one. The thing <laughs> that, you will, that you will not find out that she knows is that the teacher died while she was at her job interview with that person. (gasps) And so she's going, this whole time she's going, I can't change the future, I can't change the future. And then she realizes, I have to change the future. And then blows off the interview, stands up and just walks out to go save her teacher. Right. So so that has to happen before we've established the STEM restaurant, because then that's when she's just gonna blow out everything out of the water. And change the future for everyone's betterness. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's great. So yes. yeah, so that's she's super telling good. Her I love sister, it. She's telling her sister not to go, th- like maybe just have something to fall back on, and like it's coming off like you should just not do it. She's spending all this time with the teacher. She's butting heads with George, but it is making her like realize things and make new connections. And she's pushing herself to take on all these new skills because. She's realizing from him, from the teacher, from being in her hometown, that it feels good to work hard and push yourself. And so then she's going, she finally has to like walk away from this lovely conversation and day that she's having to go have this interview with this person who sucks. Even even more than this, like that guy was even like, I love you because you have all of this, this breadth of knowledge. This guy would be like, I love you because you're going to be just a super impressive get. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're mm-hmm. going to be a big get. And I don't even care what you do. You can literally write your own check. Right. 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 And she's, and she's like, you know what? I don't Uh-oh. want to write my own check. Uh-oh. I want to write my future. <gasps> oh, and, and then she <laughs> stands up and walks out and leaves him with the bill and runs to stop the, truck that falls out of the sky out to her teacher's house. What happened to her teacher? Do we even know like how she No, no, she that? had some kind of heart condition. Oh, so. I think right, she right. had some kind of a heart condition and I think like so so maybe, 
up to like CPR it or yeah, like she has some like, part of She rolls up at the hospital and says, yeah, "Do yeah, a yeah. cat scan." Or, I don't know. Yeah. Or or she, or she rolls up at the house she where some house shit where she was she... having the heart attack, but no one found her in time. Right. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And then she gets her and and drives her to the hospital and saves her life. And then then she's uh, just inspired by the spirit of Christmas and helping people. And she says, George, I need your help. Let's go see my sister. STEM restaurant to the rescue. But I think what it would be would be like, because these things always have to happen in a limited number of scenes and sets, everyone would show up at the hospital. Right. And then like... She would she would do that thing where it's like, okay, now that you're not in mortal danger, teacher, I'm just gonna totally turn away from you and not care about you anymore and talk to my sister. And then they'd be like, you know what? I think your restaurant is gonna do great, but I do have a couple of notes. And then five years later, because uh-huh. oh, also yes. in this version, she wouldn't get back on the carousel. She wouldn't be zapped back to 2020. Right. She would point? just start there and stay. Live. She and just build her future starting in 2015. I think that's what we all would do if we could go back in time. Totally. Why would you be like, just kind of fix some shit here and go back to shitty 2020? Huh. We, we can't. Well, and surely if you were going to go back, you would be like, how about 2022? Let's just not go back to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a choice no. to come back, back to 2020, carousel. would you do it? No way. Carousel, you're just like, oh, this shit yes. again. So then, yeah. So then it would be... But I do have some notes. And George, I'm going to need some help from you. Five years later, we open on a beautiful, sunny, snowy day. Everybody's selling candy science. I was going to say right. candy cigarettes. Candy science <laughs> cigarettes. Trish is... And, and like hot chocolate that looks like it has dry ice in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Trish's STEM bistro. Cafe and education zone yeah and then it would be like people education lab thank you very much. Yes. cafe and lab. cafe lab yeah i want to go to that restaurant i actually I want to go to this movie i feel like <laughs> so the then, movies that we come up with are so much better totally than i know it happens every time i'm telling you i want to see it nearly we got to do at least some scripting of some of these and like maybe why not we can start a whole network and do a table read mm-hmm. that's uh, that's right and we'll do it as a fundraiser for the runoffs in georgia if we get it done <laughs> time. why not so then yeah then we, we walk through and we see where everybody's kind of at and we see the the sister delivering something to her parents who are there and they're just so proud of their little girl and they're like they might say something like you know every other restaurant in this town is closed but you guys have stayed afloat because of you're doing things differently this is hard work and you're doing it and then we go into the back and all of the kids from the class who all look exactly the same but their hairs comb differently because they're supposed to now parted on the other side now they're supposed to be 20 when they were supposed to be 15 before and remember baking is a chemical reaction. That's right. I'm George. George and her surely have like they're wearing lab coats but chef's hats, and they are married. Yep. Oh yeah, and they got married by science by the science teacher and in then, front of her Christmas tree. You know, they say something cute to each other, and then a, a voice from off camera will interrupt and be like, "I hope you saved enough dry ice hot chocolate for me." And it's. Their teacher slash best friend. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of and she's course. there and she's alive. And then she says to the two of them, you know, I know that this was a lot of work, 
but you really built something here. You created something great, and it didn't just fall into your lap. Hallmark. And you and you used science to get it. It fell into your heart. Yeah, <laughs> it I was didn't like, fall into my lap. That. It fell into my Christmas. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, science Christmas. That's right. Well, maybe we need to ask our listeners: What do you think the best name for this science-themed yeah. Christmas Santa science lab science chemistry set restaurant. would be would be called to be? Quirky, hallmarky, Christmassy, and science all wrapped up into one beautiful bow. Very I hard. I think our movie is going to be great. They can use the same set mm-hmm. and all the same costumes. That's right. It's where it's where they go for brunch, but not brunch. Maybe yeah. maybe leave the double-breasted coat in 2020. Yeah, because duh. Yeah. And, and I, I like that we don't actually go back. I like that she just like lives her life out. Yes. And, um, There's no reason to go back. And think- all of the kids are employed by the science of food making. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's got to be in the kitchen, like not just recipes like everywhere, but like formulas and stuff. And maybe like one of the kids is like going to like you also have to imply that they're not just using their students as slave labor like have one of the kids be like, you know what? I think I'm going to start my own business too. Right? It's just going to breed entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, it's like, uh, my son, the, you've graduated from the restaurant. So. Well, they could be like, actually, the food side isn't really my thing, but the way we're handling our finances doesn't seem to add up. Oh my God, exactly. <laughs> Christmas math. You guys, I think we Which, have a Christmas accountant. <laughs> the sequel. I went into the future and figured out what was wrong with our records. Christmas Remember, remember Miss Cheryl, when you told me about that carousel? I went on it and I went to the future. And, and I, I learned that. that... <laughs> a Christmas accountant. Honestly, that's kind of what it felt like because it never felt like romance was part of this whole movie. It no. always just felt like some like get the, to the end of the movie. Well, Bye. the true meaning of Christmas is figuring out what job to have. Yeah. No, and, and they didn't. Oh, and the, even their like near kiss, which was shit anyway, because they didn't think they would kiss ever because they mm-hmm. didn't really like each other. And then got in, then got rudely interrupted by Law and Order, and they didn't get to <laughs> like Damn. you know. Did, did they even kiss at the end? Surely they did, but like, I don't remember. But it wasn't ever, I was never like, I can't wait for them to kiss. It was very like, well, you two, I guess. I think yeah. they thought that they were building romantic tension, but all they were doing was just hating each other. Well, so, and this year we have commented a lot on how they have got the chemistry much better this year. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was not a chemistry and uh, the irony of the science movie not having chemistry between the two main actors is like really bad. So the next segment is actually quite a fun one. It's when we have you guys tell me what you think the next week's movies are going to be about. Ooh. Just by what the titles are. So you don't know what they are, which is perfect. So we have four movies coming up this weekend, of course. Over on the traditional Hallmark channel, we have a movie called, uh uh-oh, this might be hard to predict, A Christmas Carousel. (laughs) Then we also have, and you can either predict all of them or pick and choose, so I'll give you all the titles so you can go from there. 
Then we also have starring Rachel Lee Cook. Actually, yes. we saw the we, ads for this one. She's from here, so it's cool. Cross Country Christmas. Mm-hmm. Then over on the Miracles of Christmas, which is the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. So occasionally, that's a bit of a hint because there may be a bit of a mystery, but don't worry, there's no murder. We have Swept Up by Christmas. And we also have Project Christmas Wish. Ooh. I can't tell what I think is the best one. Project Christmas Wish has the stupidest name. Or before it does. But Cross Country Christmas, we watched the trailer. I swear to God, seeing the commercials for that, Sarah, when we went to Ohio years ago, and stayed at that cabin, we watched a Christmas movie. There was like a road trip involved. I swear to God, it's just the same movie. Oh, as well, did, it have, did it have Jennifer Grey in it? Yes. And her yeah. future husband, her like husband yeah. in real life was in it. And, and she like, the car broke down mm-hmm. and, and, and he had a daughter and he picked her up in the truck. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that not just, that's what I think is going to happen in A Cross Country Christmas. It's just going to be that movie, but with Rachel Lee Cook and whoever she's going to marry next year. See, I'm going to look this up, but I can, because I can almost guarantee you this Jennifer Grey movie is probably not on her IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if actors can do that, could just be like, hey, IMDb, can you just leave that one off? And like, considering I'm super famous for a very good movie from the 80s, can you not talk about that one I had to do with my actual husband on the Hallmark Channel? Oh, it is on here. It's called The Road to Christmas. Yes, yes. We watched it, and I swear to God, it's got to be exactly the same plot as Cross Country Christmas. And and the girl who was like the daughter on it, because this, to be fair, was in 2006, is now a leading lady in some of the Hallmark ones. Do you think that ever happens, too, where it's, like, we've been watching and thinking about, like, old movies of the week where, like, an uh, actor would just, like, call their agent and be like, I think I want to do a movie of the week. Oh, my God, you should do The Love Boat. Could, okay. Yeah. Could that be a thing now where it's, like, celebrity couples who are like, well, we're kind of getting to know each other and I want to do something special. So let's do a Hallmark <laughs> movie. I just had a great idea for a Hallmark movie. A Christmas divorce. Well... And then, on an all-new, amicably split. I want to do that, but the hills. So it's just like, did he actually say that to you? (laughs) Yeah. We broke up on Christmas Eve. I can't believe that Blake Shelton would do you like that. I I hate that bitch, Gwen Stefani. (laughs) You're Miranda Lambert, and he needs to recognize that. I know. (laughs) Well, all of these things sound absolutely amazing, and I'm really looking forward to the new series. And it would have to be probably on Lifetime called Amicably Split. And it could be a sequel to their recent amazing movie that we didn't talk about at all, um, Recipe for Seduction, starring Mario Lopez, the true story of Harlan Sanders, as in The Colonel. it was amazing. I loved every minute of it. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. But anyway, so Amicably Split would definitely have to be on Lifetime. Well, can I can I give you some bonus content? Of course. Of course, Johnny. Because your, your listeners may not know this, but 
a, a couple of years ago, I think at this point, when you po- when you sent us the Christmas calendar of the Hallmark movies, I decided to go through each one and write plot synopses for them all as though they were not Christmas movies at all, but detective movies. Oh my God, it was brilliant. A festive detective named Dominic Christmas. The Chris Mysteries. They are great. So They would definitely be on the Movies and Mysteries channel. Dominic Christmas. And and they need to... We need to pitch this to them. For and I, I did use the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries logo in the graphic that I made that your listeners can find at johnnygrub.com, no H2Bs. But I would say, I can tell you that cross-country Christmas would be a, <laughs> a race against the clock where Dominic is finding a number of the same crimes being committed hundreds of miles apart and has to figure out what is the one thing that connects all of these different heists? And swept up by Christmas would be a sort of cat and mouse game where you would switch back and forth between Dominic, who's sort of cleaning up the mess between after all of these wealthy homes have been absolutely ransacked, and the unassuming maid who is the culprit that's taking these rich clients for all they're worth. Oh my gosh, Johnny. Dominic Christmas. I totally forgot. He definitely would feature. I like it. That's great. But regardless of what movies come out next weekend, there's one thing we know for sure. They will fall in love. Well, thank you so much, Johnny and Chris, for joining us. This is definitely turned into a better show. I I think the STEM Cafe on the Hallmark Channel, they could have their own line of goodies they could sell. Bye. Bye. (laughs) You can say more than just bye. This was super fun, and I want to do it again. I feel like we should do this all year. Why make it just Why just Christmas? Thank you for listening to Hallmarked Up. Find us online at hallmarkedup.com, on Instagram at hallmarkedup, and on Facebook at hallmarkedup with Mary and Sarah. Remember to follow, listen, and review wherever you get your podcasts.